Welcome everybody to another episode of Grown Man Watch Kitchen. It's me, TJ, and I'm here with the one, the only, Jordan. Jordan, how's it going? Boo! That scare you? No, not at all. No. Well, shit. Maybe next time. Happy Spooktacular, buddy. Happy Spooktacular. It is the season for for tricks and treats and and all that and all that. What'd you call stuff. me? <laughs> have we have yeah. I used that joke yet in the spooktacular? Who knows? Probably. I'm surprised it took you this long. If I'm being honest, yeah. Um, so next, so so I'm gonna tell my kids, hey, when you're when you're trick or treating, you need to go TJ TJ and treat. Or no, TJ or treat. That's that's what he's. <laughs> <laughs> I like you. I like then, the way you say TJ and treat, as in like yeah. nah. Still yeah. turn me out, but also yeah. give me a chocolate bar at the end. But I want my neighbors to be like, who's TJ? And I'll be like, some trick. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Yeah, welcome. Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of Spooktacular. I want to go ahead and get something out of the way before we get into our normal bullshit. Because you know how it is. Sometimes we forget. Or at least I forget. Um, so this season, uh, TJ and I uh, have a special uh, rating system uh uh for the the four movies that we're going to be talking about um tj do you want to tell them what it is or you want me to i want you to because i'm between you me and the fence post i done forgot what we okay. all, right. all right so for this season uh we for this special spectacular event we are uh going to move away from the uh, uh out of 10 uh rating system and instead we're going to we're going to simplify it and was this movie a trick meaning bad or was it a treat meaning good Okay, so that's that. That's how we're going to rate these movies. Moving um, forward, it's going to make it to where it might make for some, you know, maybe more dense discussions about, you know, okay, it had this because we don't we don't have that wide range. Uh, but we thought it's a fun way to to, to rank these movies. Because let's be real, right? These holiday movies is no no one's going to these Halloween movies for like nuanced storytelling or you know you 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 want something that's fun. And good for the season, or if it's you know a waste of your time. So, is it a trick or is it a treat? That's going to be our uh, our rating system for Spooktacular. So, yeah, you know it's interesting <laughs> because I think that in the holiday season, movie selection is held far more critically than any other time of year. You know, yeah, like you can't have if you sit down and watch a Christmas movie, you sit down and watch a a, a Halloween movie, you are saying, hey. This very short time frame where watching this is socially acceptable, this is what I'm going to fill your time with, right? Yeah, and, yeah. It's, you know, it comes back to people like you who show movies on their uh, on their garage show. Is this your first mm-hmm. year going to be able to show movies on your garage show in your new place? Uh, no, we did it last year. We, we moved in. We moved in, like, September of last year, so right before Halloween. That's right. <clears throat> but, like... You know, it's 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 almost like creating that Halloween mix, you know, mm-hmm. that you play on Spotify. Like Halloween nights only one night, homies. You don't have yeah. time to fuck around and be like, uh, oh, this song's not a bop. No, you gotta have thriller on there, you gotta mm-hmm. have monster mash on there, you gotta yeah. have you, you know, like there are things like you you gotta have Dracula's wedding from Andre three thousand. Like, you know what I mean? Like you gotta have the bops. You can't no skip. You need no skip season. So yeah. as you're going through the movies, as you're having like your spooky, your spooky night, your your spooky movie, family mm-hmm. movie nights, which we all know that Halloween is now not just the, the last day of the month. It's the whole fucking month. Um, yeah. And as you're sitting down, you're like, ooh, family movie night to get us in the spirit. You can't have mm-hmm. any skips. So no. we're doing you. 
the, the, the benefit of letting you know if it's a skip or not. Right. And, you know, right. I think that it's great that we're starting off with uh, Hocus Pocus 2, which is today's episode, as mm-hmm. like, is this a skip or not? You know, <laughs> because I know I'm just I'm just on a roll today. I had some grapes. The natural sugars are just rolling through me um, because I wonder about if we, we we've we've hit the, the edge where the classic uh, remakes, I mean, the classic Halloween movies are going to get remade. I, I bet you we got about f- 10 years before we see a live action Nightmare Before Christmas or some shit. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I agree because it's – and going back to what you said about like holiday movie selection, everyone has like their favorites, their like traditions and stuff like that. And those are hard to unseat. And in most cases, those will never get unseated. <clears throat> right. So going back and doing these things, it allows for like – you know, a fresh set. Um, it's like, okay, well, yeah, this is not in, in this specific instance. Yeah, it's not memorable Christmas, but it's the live action version. It's still different. We can watch both. Do you know what I mean? Like right. this season. So, um, yeah. And, and you know, I, what I love about uh, this new rating system and just talking about these movies uh, with regards to you and I, you know, you're it's pretty, it's safe. It's safe for me to say you're not a big horror guy. You know, like I think, I think that's. Yeah, I'm getting more into it. Although, right, but, but you're was, the kind of guy you get like in the mood. It's like, and, and the Halloween yeah. season is like you're getting in the mood and you know all that kind of stuff. And me, like I don't, I don't save like Halloween for like I don't save all the horror stuff like for like the Halloween season. So for me personally, when I right. look at a movie, is it going to be a trick or a treat? It's like I want for Halloween for spectacular. I want like fucking Halloween, like like you know, kitsch and, and just, just, I want to just to ooze like, you know, Halloween. So if your movie's set on Halloween night, that's going to be, you know what I mean? A, a, a plus, you know, all these other sorts of things. I look at horror movies like Friday the 13th. That's summertime for me. You know what I mean? Cause it's like a summer camp movie. Uh, it's funny that you say that because remember you and I, we're talking about stranger things and how yeah. for me, stranger things is an October thing. Like I will finally finish the third and fourth seasons of Stranger Things this month. Because mm-hmm. if it like that intensifies the mood, regardless of yeah. like when the show is taking place. I'm like, it's a creepy mm-hmm. show. Give me the creepy during October. Right. right. And for me, it's a summer thing because the first and third the, the third season, well the third season is my favorite one. And it's like fourth of July. It's all summered out. Yeah. Um and like I still like Stranger Things a lot, but if I'm being honest, man, the fan base is starting to really fucking annoy me. But that's because fan bases, fan bases of anything are toxic. You're talking to an you, OG poker, OG Pokemon call, fan who's. Did you call me Boo? I did, didn't I? Man, I never, hey, boo. you never called me that before. Boo, it's because like. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right, but yes, yes, I, I, I agree. So. um yeah, fan bases are fan, fan bases ruin everything. Let's just be honest, you know. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm going to take for example uh, Pokemon, which I know is far a far cry from Halloween, uh, but I think this is a really good example of like how expectations need to be set. Fan fans have always yeah. been like Pokemon needs to change, Pokemon needs to evolve, Pokemon needs to change, Pokemon needs to evolve, right? And then when mm-hmm. Pokemon's like, we're gonna try a thing, people are like, why the fuck did you do that? Yeah, yeah. Why do I, my favorite games were the first two games? I'm like, bitch, this franchise is almost thirty years old, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and you still buying it? Do you, do, yeah. Do you understand that, that? Like two years ago, they they celebrated the 25th anniversary. You ain't. They are the largest media franchise on the planet. Period. Complain yeah. all you want, but guess what? You had to do. You had to buy the damn game to complain about it. Right. Yeah. It does. It doesn't solve anything, and it <clears throat> gets us nowhere. And, and and speaking of fan bases, let's talk about this movie, right? And we'll get to we'll get to it a little bit deeper later on. But you know, this movie is at least from everything that I'm seeing, it's pretty divisive, and it's like, you know. This movie, people forget the first one. You and I were talking about this, right? The first one didn't didn't do anything spectacular when it first came out. You know, like Mm-mm. it it you know developed a cult following, and then and then this cult file following who cuts for this movie. Every Sanderson, Hocus Pocus is crazy. Bette Midler, you know, went through so you know tried to do so much stuff. I don't know 
the levels of stuff that she did, but I do know that like she kept trying to get it made and all that kind of stuff for the fans who no one thought there would be fans of this movie. 30 years later, they make a sequel and people are dragging it. And it's like, what? Like you, you got what you wanted. You got singing, I mean, dancing witches, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the thing with anything that's a cult classic, I think. Right. Like, yeah. um, uh, actually anything that's a cult classic, right? It's a cult classic, not because the movie necessarily was like stellar because you have nostalgia yeah. around it. Right. right. Because look, I'm going to take, for example, uh, 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 not little shop. What's the, what's the damn movie? Rocky horror, Rocky horror, right? Mm. Rocky horror picture show. That movie is a cult classic, right? Yeah. When they did Rocky live, people half, like, yeah. It does because it's because yeah. it falls apart in the second half, right? <clears throat> but, and and then when they did Rocky Live, they're like, "Oh, this didn't quite, this doesn't quite get the same thing because like it falls apart in the second half." You're like, "Yeah, it always has." Yeah, you were just obsessed with Tim Curry, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, yeah, I, I I honestly I'm gonna say right now I wouldn't be surprised if we got a Rocky Horror Picture Show remake like pretty soon, um, and depending on like. Who do you think would play Frankenfurter if we got if we got a remake? If like if we got a remake like in the next ten years, ooh! Immediately, my mind goes Harry Styles, but I don't think he's old enough yet. No, but I think he's such, he's he's uh, sexually ambiguous enough. Mm-hmm. I think that I you know I could see a Harry Styles. Uh, I I was like, who else is like who who you know who I could see. If he could sing, I don't know if he can sing. The dude from Umbrella Academy who plays Klaus. I don't. I don't know that show. Uh, did you watch uh, Misfits? No. Okay. The guy from Umbrella Academy who plays Klaus could play Frankenfurter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, when you when you see him, you'll be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But the other thing is like the 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 perfect man or whatever, the one that they make. Rocky. I think, yeah, Rocky. <laughs> Go figure. His name ain't picture. It ain't. <laughs> That's a good one. I think that the person who would play Rocky is either Scott Evans, Chris Evans' brother, who's gay, and or the guy who was just in that new uh, gay rom-com bros who's like the big like muscle head mm-hmm. dude i forget mm-hmm. his name mm-hmm. um they pick something also like i could see the guy from bros being in it because like he's because he's in that movie he's getting a lot of attention right. you know right um but you know it's funny that you talk about remakes because guess what's coming out this year in december i know it's early uh a rudolph the red nose reindeer remake no shit Okay, yeah. we can talk about that. We can talk about that during Holly Jolly. All right. It just, yeah, we just can like talk you. about that. I said this shit last episode, didn't I? So here you go. <laughs> here you go. Okay, yes. No, I'll see all yeah, that that that's really so it's it's gonna be like the same style. It's 3D with the same sort of art <laughs> style. Okay. Yeah, they're trying to be nostalgic, but yeah. it's kind of like that Peanuts movie that looked like a Peanuts drawing, but in 3D. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll okay. see if it works. See, um, and that, that's that's the kind of remake that you could you could play like right after the original, or you could play within like the same like grouping or whatever. Back right. to Rocky Horror, you know, you know what we're gonna get. You know what those motherfuckers are gonna give us, TJ? What Rocky Horror Picture Show? Jared Leto is gonna be Frankenfurter. That's what we're gonna get. Oh, gross! Because that's all we deserve. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's, gross. That's, that's what they're gonna give us. That's I hate it. I fucking bet Maybe you. that's I all bet. you deserve, Jord. But I think we all deserve more than that. Although, who who could possibly do it? What did I do? On par with Tim Curry. You're just you putting that out into the universe. That's so what you what, did. Like, like everyone else's version as Harry Styles, and they're like, hey, no, this motherfucker gets the Jared Leto one. Get I don't out even of want here. Harry Styles. I just I don't want a remake. I don't want a remake. It's gonna I'm happen. Just... It's gonna happen. God, well, on that depressing note, TJ, drop my beat. It's time for trivia. Um, Listeners, what you don't know is that my computer is on my lap. So as I was dancing around, 
TJ and Jordan were probably getting motion sickness with how much my mm-hmm. camera was moving. Mm-hmm. Who's ready for some trivia? Pick me, Let's pick me. Yeah. All right, y'all. Classic trivia. I'm going to jump right into it. I got my multi, multi-computer multi set up. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be. Oh, black and yellow, black and yellow, black What is happening? You're making bee jokes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, Jord, yes. for 100 points, which, which of the three witches is largely, largely credited with making this sequel a reality as she called the studio once a year to see if they'd make it happen. A, Bette Midler, B, Sarah Jessica Parker, or C, Kathy Najimy. That would be Bette Midler. Yeah. But isn't we just Kathy Najimy's name super <clears throat> fun? Yes. It is fun. It is fun. TJ, also for 100 points. Throwback. When we did Hocus Pocus 1, I asked... Which witch could trace her ancestry back to the actual Salem witch trials? Who was it? Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, or Kathy to Jimmy? B. Sarah Jessica Parker? Yeah. Oh, thank uh, God I remember that. Because when you said, when we did, I was like, I drank since then. Shit. (laughs) That explains so much. Because there's no way in hell sex in the city should have ran that long and gotten too (laughs) much. She put a spell on you. Her ancestor did escape. Um, I forget exactly how or where she went. but They ran, Kim. They ran. (laughs) (laughs) Or did they? Were they really witches? We'll never know. We'll never know. Jord. Yes. Four. 200 points. Becca becomes a witch at 16 in this movie. Uh, this is a nod to what? Supernatural TV show. A. Teen Wolf. B. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Or C. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I mean, I want to say Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Well, right? Because that just makes fucking what? sense. Uh, do you want to say it, or is that your I answer? I mean, I hope it's Buffy, because Buffy's better, but I'm going to go and say Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Okay. I mean, I guess I haven't seen Buffy all the way through, to be but fair. I think, Buffy, I, th- uh, I, think, I think they're, like, born so- – oh, wait, maybe it is when she turns 16. Fuck it. I'm original answer. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It is Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Okay. Okay. But, you know, I was re-watching the trailer for Buffy the movie – I stand by it. I love that shit. That was great. Don't even say it. Don't even say it. It was dumb, fun, and uh, Pee Wee Herman, when he dies, one of the best death scenes ever. I mean, it was dumb. Don't argue. argue. You don't want your child to grow up in a broken home. (laughs) (laughs) Well. She's not going to grow up in a a home that supports trash like that. It was dumb. (laughs) Oh, my God. Sorry, Kim. Kim, Kim, Kim. You know, like I got him by his face last time. He got you right now. I'm sorry. The the scales are balanced. Okay. Mm 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 mm. Anyway, you did give me about my face, you fucking prick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Your face. Ooh. (laughs) You ooed your own shit. Like you, your own, you, you, your own hype man. <laughs> do you do that often? <laughs> when you say you, you know don't shit, you're like, ooh. <laughs> Listen, when it's a humdinger, you gotta hum with it. That's all I'm gonna say. If you can't be your own hype man, how but, can you expect anybody else to be? Mm, mm, mm. You know. Anyway, TJ for two hundred points. Yes. When the Sanderson sisters come back. They sing a song because what else would they do? Also, what the hell is up with like the teleportation in this movie where they suddenly can trap teenagers really easily? Anyway, not where this question is going. Uh, They sing The Witch is Back, which is a parody of a song by what artist? A, Elton John, B, David Bowie, or C, Queen? I don't remember how it goes. I'm singing it in my head right now. If you could... Read minds via the internet. You would know. You said, you said Queen is C, David Bowie is B, and what was A? Elton John. I 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like searching my head so hard for the I can't remember how it goes either. Really? Uh, it might you know what's in my head right now? The witch is back and you're gonna be in trouble. That's that's what's yeah, in my it head. Was right not, now. It was um, not that. Well I know. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with A. Elton John. It is Elton John. His song oh, The Bitch is Back. Bitch, bitch, bitch is back. Oh I, yes, thank you. Thank you. A near perfect rendition. Now I hear the witch, witch. Yeah, that's what, yeah, thank you. Stone Cold Sober, as a matter of fact. If that is it, listeners, it's a very good song. I wonder if he still plays that. Does he still play that at concerts? Well, like, he's on the stop touring, so he's not playing anything. <laughs> it's a very sassy song. George. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like saying, do they play, you're a bitch girl. <laughs> oh, it's a bitch girl, not you're a bitch girl. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. Have you been I mean, saying it like that this entire time? She's a bitch girl. He's commiserating to his friend. Man, she's a bitch girl. All I know is get at us. That would be yeah. a more fun version. But for real, uh, you do know it's not that, right? I know it's a bitch okay. girl. Yeah. Wait, what? It's a bitch girl, but no, you got too, too far. Because you no. know it don't matter anyway. She's a oh oh. Did they remit? Because it's she's a rich girl. So someone someone sampled that and no, made first, it. First, no, it's a she's a you're rich, a rich girl. girl. No, it's you're a rich girl. You're a rich girl. The second part is it's a bitch girl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. Well, come so, on, I, George. I was, one, I was the one who was all fucked up then. I apologize. Okay. Know your home yeah. notes. Good Lord. Yeah. Also, I hope you know this answer to the next question for 300 points. How Waddingham plays the witch mother in this. You may also know her, know her from Game of Thrones as the shame nun, but we love her most in Ted Lasso, one of the greatest TV shows ever. And we're not the only ones to think that Ted Lasso is great. They've won a ton of awards, but how many awards has Hannah won for her role in Ted Lasso? A, two, B, six, or C, ten? Is she counted when they when it's like the ensemble shit? I suppose I assume yeah. so, right? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, two. No, it's no. ten. God, ten? ten across like all different types of awards. Oh, you know what? I was yeah, okay. I was thinking like Amy's and stuff. I fucked up on that one. All right. I yeah, forget their did. other. Yeah, you do. Yeah. No, you don't. You don't get the points now. No, that's all right. Okay. This is the question I've been most excited about. <laughs> TJ, for uh-huh. 300 points, Sam Richardson plays Gilbert in this, and what a poor lost soul that man is making bad choices in this movie. Uh, he has also made an appearance with Hannah in Ted Lasso, but this question isn't about that role. Uh, this is about his role in Little Demon. Who did he play in that show? A. Belzebub. C. Osmodius. Or C. See, Rufus loves that question because that's that TikTok trend where they're singing. All- that's my favorite one uh, currently. I don't know. I didn't watch this. <laughs> what is going on right now? I have no fucking idea. I have go. no idea because you don't watch the hey. reels I send you, hey. Jordan. I'm going to go with B. Osmodeus. Osmodeus. Yeah, it is Osmodeus. Oh! <laughs> Jesus. Pull that one out of the ether. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Oh, apparently, Lucifer, take the wheel. Let's not say that in on this listen. <laughs> uh, so after that, we have Jordan at 300, TJ at 600. I need your wagers. All and of it. We could do some math. And Give me 300. Well, because, Jordan, if... You get this if you both get this wrong. 
Like you could, y'all need to watch more Jeopardy. Is all I'm saying. Anyway, okay. You know what? Majors? I'm going to wager one hundred. Jordan. All of it, three hundred. Okay. Okay. Apparently, my speech did nothing. But fine. You're only going to uh, wager one hundred. Yeah, so that it's, way, it's if, I, if I get it right, then I get 700 and you can't beat me. But if Wait. you get it wrong and he gets it right, he still wins. Anyway, yeah. wagers are final. Who's ready for all the nervousness? I am. I'm yes. Ready. Yes. Uh, okay. For all the Mavises, all the wagered Mavises, I should say. Don't know the words to their own spell. The sisters use the same spell on the Halloween fair goers that they used on the parents at the town hall party, but they got the words to the spell part wrong in this remake. What is the correct line? And uh, you can just type A or one or two, one or two. Okay, I'll I'm not going to make you retype the line. I'm not going to write this fucking supercalifragilistic <laughs> bullshit on here. So is it option one? I say into pie up a maybe up and die in Kamakoriyama, or option two, I say into pie alpha maybe up and die in Kamakoriyama. So we're okay, saying really. we're saying which is the one they said in the first one? Yes, which yes. is the correct one. A or B, or one or yes. two. Either, yeah. But what are we typing? One or two? It needs to be. I'm typing an A or a B. Okay. Okay. Is that so hard? So A is I say into pie up a maybe up and die in Kamakori Emma. Or B, I say into pie alpha maybe up and die in Kamakori Emma. Okay. Okay. Are we ready? Yes. Mm -hmm. Send it. Three, two, one. Okay, so you both say A, which is I say into pie up and maybe up and die, which is the correct answer. So uh, that makes. Oh, oop, sorry, I got yeah. That um, TJ is our winner, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because that. Oh, I was doing the wager math wrong. Oh, I know. Anyway, um, the spectacular. I'm coming for that ass, Jordan. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, Lizzo. <laughs> oh. Yeah. No, not that. I'm not that good. Didn't she just get done playing like a with James Madison's flute or some shit like that? Yeah, and the guy was with the people upset. People who didn't know that flute fucking existed. Y'all know what? They're talking about, oh, you're desecrating history. I'm sorry that she's playing the flute of a man who owned 400 slaves. Fuck him. Anyways, I'm sorry. We, I'm good. I bet James Madison liked to put that up his butt. I bet he liked oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> this is getting way off the rails. I bet he liked it. Who are you pointing out? That brings our season standings to Jordan 18, TJ at 14. Anybody's like, game. He gets pegged. Is like that's taxation without representation. <laughs> how how many points I got? Fourteen. Fourteen. Yes. So I can Lord. close the gap during this. Okay. Lord. Thank you for the James Madison getting part. pegged with his crystal flute thing. Now, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate you. My life well, you will never be the play. same. I bet he didn't play it. I bet he just got violated with. All right. Cool. Well, maybe he just put it on a shelf and never used it. No, girl, they were freaky back then. They're all on opioids. Yeah, them colonial days. That yeah. crystal flew up his yeah. booty hole. Which one of the she founding fathers do you think did ass play first, and oh. then like convinced all the others? Uh, Benjamin Franklin, obviously. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. That's how that that that's the real story of how I discovered electricity. <laughs> A man, but Franklin, he, he, he's how, like, listen. Oh, George, listen to me. <laughs> listen here with your wooden teeth. Take them out. Eat that booty like groceries, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing because, like, back in the day, they didn't really shower much or bathe regularly. 
not not to butt eating in general like do do you think not gonna you know shame anyone around here i think the three of us just desecrated history more than lizzo playing a fucking We should probably go get a drink. Yeah. We should yeah. probably go get a drink before oh we're going to play me out of this. <laughs> And we're back. Jordan, how was your trip to the fridge? Good. I rode my Roomba down there. Um, oh, so it's good. Uh-huh. I have, I'm really excited uh, uh, for this one. I have uh, Martin House Brewing Company, which astute listeners will know how much I love uh, Martin House. Uh, this is their uh, Super Smash, um, is what it's called. It's their pumpkin ale for the season. I was hoping they'd have something dope for the season, and it looks like they do. It's 10%. It's the pumpkin stout. But look, they always have the best can art, TJ. Oh, that art is amazing. Look at that pumpkin. And he has like he's holding like a mailbox, like an axe or something like that. It just looks really cool, man. So like all their dude, props to the props to the people at Martin House. So that's what I got. First first beer of the season. So I'm excited. Excellent. Um I did not ride my Roomba. I walked. I'm okay. boring. I know. But I um Whenever I can feel more Texan in what I drink, I, I go for that. And we all know that spooky season also means when Shiner starts to roll out their seasonal stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a beer distributor close to me that carries Shiner. So one of the seasonal drinks for this year is Shiner's Candy Pecan. Ooh. And let me tell you. Damn, that's good. That is so good. Yeah. Yes, it has a it has those vanilla. T- it has the vanilla taste from like yeah. the candy, yeah, and like the nuttiness on the back end. Like it's a it's a definitely a darker beer because it's candy pecan, yeah. But it's sweet. It has like a sweetness to it, yeah. Ale brewed with pecans and other and with natural flavor added. Mm-hmm. So pecans and vanilla, yeah. But it's only six percent though, so that ain't bad. See, my, here's my thing with Shiner. It's like I think that. Then I, this is blasphemy to some, I bet. The majority of their beers all taste the same to me. But when they do stuff like that, like when they really like do like a different, unique flavor, they're really good at it. Um, I agree. So, yeah. But, all right. We're doing Hocus Pocus 2. This was released on um, filming took place from October 2021 to January in Rhode Island. Instead of Salem, weird. Um, uh, the uh, release on Disney Plus September thirtieth. Uh, Disney Plus original. This was a big thing that was announced what like a year ago, two years ago, or something like that. Yeah. And then yeah. we got a big like push for this is when it comes out during uh, Disney Plus or not Disney was it Disney Plus days or D twenty three one of the two recently. I can't remember. But yeah. But uh, the big thing was that Ben Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and, and, and Kathy and Jimmy were all back. Uh, and Doug Jones was back, too. Um, and so people are like, oh, this is going to be dope. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, they've been pushing uh, for this for a while. Um, and it finally happened. This this. This is one of those movies that feels like it's absolutely like grassroots fan sort of fan sort of wheel this into existence. But um, I think it's important to realize that originally they were supposed to actually film on site in Salem, Massachusetts, but they moved to uh, Providence, Rhode Island for the filming. Uh, but I think that the more uh, fun thing is that the working title for the film was Black Flame. That's such a better title. The Hocus Pocus. That's pretty dope. That's a dope title, right? Yeah, that's pretty dope. Um, yeah. So, let's get started. Uh, the film starts off just like the first one, where we go back in time to uh, Salem, 
Uh, but this time uh, we are earlier in Salem. We're in 1653, where we see a young Winifred uh, go to her house uh, where she sees Mary and Sarah. Basically, she's like, yo, the, the Reverend wants me to marry this what guy. And I don't want to fucking marry him because he's like, he's a goody two shoes. I fucking hate him. Right. And the Reverend's all like, you, you will marry him or uh, you and your sisters will be back. But he's like, you know what? You're not going to. You and your sisters are banished from Salem. Um, get the fuck out. Uh, a spider releases on the Reverend. They escape in the commotion. They end up in the woods um, where they run upon uh, a mother witch who gives Winifred the magic book that we see in the first one, the one with the eye. Um, and she's like, oh, yeah, you're, uh, I can tell that you're powerful. Uh, your sisters are behind you. You're going to do great things. Whatever you do, don't cast this one spell. Uh, the spell to make you all powerful. Don't do it. Trust me, don't do it. Winifred's like, I promise, Mother Witch, I'm also not going to do... Uh, um, I'm not going to do that. Uh, and so she's like, cool. Also know that, you know, you probably have to kill children to stay young. They're like, dope, cool, whatever. Uh, and they go back to town and they set the Reverend's house on fire to prove that they have power. Right. And they're using the book. And I'll say until like in this opening section, I was like, yeah, cool. I, I was down for this like kind of backstory. I, I like the fact that they gave us this establishment of like, oh, the Sanderson sisters who are just perceived to be all evil They've been ostracized from the beginning just for being different. And this is a product. Of, and they're as much a product of their environment as they are like their own sort of like inclinations. What, what did you think about like this, this flashback opening? Yeah, I'm normally not a fan when movies do this. Um, and, it, and it tends to be an issue with like sequels, you know, it's like, Oh, let's go. Let's kind of, I thought they were going to kind of like humanize them you know what i mean for a second and and like i thought they stayed true to how these how these characters are when they get older yeah. um i thought the the child actors that they that they got i thought they were spot on you know even like down to like the mannerisms and stuff not just with the looks um i mean i liked it. I, it it did a good job of setting up and like the beginning where she's supposed to marry this person but she's like no i want to marry billy and he's like what you're not gonna you know like it kind of it, it set things up nicely and kind of gave us a backstory that we needed without giving us too much yeah and also i think that it does a a really good job of just mirroring the first movie right since we get that sort of flashback moment in the first movie to pull us into the present day right we're like oh this is this right. is not just a trope that they're doing for this movie it is the pattern of mm-hmm. the unfolding of the story but Fast forward, it's present day, 29 years after the Sanderson sisters have been resurrected in the first movie with the Black Flame Candle. Uh, we meet Becca and Izzy, who are, uh, I guess, Becca's 16th birthday is on Halloween. And Becca and Izzy are like, oh, are you ready to do the ritual like we do every year? Which, first off, I'm like, the fuck? Y'all doing rituals on your birthday? But I guess if you're born on Halloween, you just do freaky ass shit, Right. I know you're born around Halloween and you do freaky ass shit. Yep. If you was born on Halloween, freaky if, you, <laughs> if you was born on Halloween, I can't <laughs> imagine what kind of, would you do a ritual yeah. on your birthday if you were born on Halloween? I don't know if I'd do a ritual, but I, 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 when I'd be trick or treating, I'd be like, fuck y'all, this is all for me. You know, shit like that. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but they also have a friend named Cassie, who is uh, the daughter of the mayor, and the mayor is actually the descendant of the reverend. This all comes into account later, basically. But um, uh, Cassie's all like, yo, Becca and Izzy, you want to talk? Because, like, Becca, I know it's your birthday. And they're like, nah, we're good. You ain't talked to us in months. Shut the fuck up, right? Uh, and then Becky and Izzy go to the magic shop which used to be the Samuelson sisters' cottage. So the, the town of Salem has, like, expanded out. Uh, and like incorporated their cottage into a magic shop and it's run by Gilbert who is this dude who's like he is the kid who was probably bullied in middle school for doing magic who now runs the magic shop mm-hmm. um, but uh, he's like oh he's he's telling the story of the Sanders, the Sanderson sisters through magic which I thought 
was actually a really kind of cool recap in a way that was in world to show like, yeah, the lore of this place still lives on the thing, the events that happened that night in the first movie aren't like this thing that was just forgotten. Right. Which is one thing I was worried about with this film. Like would no one, um, uh, acknowledge that the Sanderson sisters had come back right before, mm-hmm. uh, but it's tied into, it just strengthens the lore of this town. Um, and while he's there, he gives, uh, he gives Becca for her birthday a candle and also these like little pouches to like break a curse. Right. Uh, and so everyone around town is setting up for a festival. There's a Halloween festival downtown. Um, Cassie's all like, Oh yeah, I'm throwing a party with her dumb boyfriend. Uh, who he has uh, some really funny stuff at the end, I think. Um, but uh, they're like, ah, oh, screw, screw Cassie. Let's go do the ritual. So they're in the woods and they light the candle and they think it's just like a trick party candle or whatever uh, that he, that Gilbert gave them. But sure enough, it is a black flame candle. Uh, and who comes back? The Sanderson sisters. And that's when they sing the song, the witch is back. The witches are back, which, I think they used the song trope too early. Yeah, as opposed to um, like the first one when they only did the song thing at the big. At the big yeah, party. I mean, because the thing is, do we know that they're going to have that similar scene in the movie? A hundred percent, right? But there, there was. I think that there was a certain like tone that was established in the movie. Until the Sanderson right. sisters came out and started singing, and then they weren't menacing like they were at the, in the first one when they were came out. They were instantly like kind of goofy and not scary. You know what I mean? And I, I yeah, I think that's it though, bro. I think because the first we had the benefit of not really knowing, you know what I mean, what what they were all about in the first movie. I thought the I thought the first movie had more scares than this one did. This one this one was way more goofy. But the Sanderson sisters are kind of goofy. So we kind of knew, you know what I mean? Um, but that being said, I'm kind of with you. I think I would have liked it more if they came out and it was a little bit more scary. At least as scary as a movie like this could yeah. be. Um, so, because I remember like at that, like when I was a kid watching that first one, I had like dread, bro. I was like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they're And I, I just, last time I saw these, these girls they were sucking the soul out of another little girl. You know what I mean? And now here they are. It's like, holy shit, you know, what's going to happen? So I think it's just a victim of the fact that we know these characters by now. Well, yeah, but then they also do this weird thing, which I think is uh, my first real ding on the movie is that they do these jokes that are, that don't feel like they're in character. They feel like they're for the audience, right? Like the Sanderson sisters are singing. They're like, who are they singing to? Like all this other stuff. And I'm all like, what? Right. Um, and there's a couple jokes, like especially that Mary has. Like at one point in time, Mary says "cowabunga," which I'm like, Mary wouldn't have been around when that language was used. Like there's anachronistic jokes, like there's things that I'm like, they wouldn't say this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm gonna say this about the humor of the movie because that 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 makes me think of it. This feels like. If this so the original what came out in like ninety I don't know, early nineties or something mm-hmm. like that. If this got a theatrically released sequel or even a straight to video sequel in like ninety eight, ninety nine, the humor is still very like rooted in that in that era to me. Uh yeah. 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 Yep. You are correct. You are correct in that. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Anyways. Uh, uh, that's, that's, that, I'll, I'll go ahead and put that on front street. That's the one thing about this movie is that uh, I think that they do a really great job of establishing this contemporary yet like grounded tone. And then the Sanderson sisters come in and they feel just a little bit still stuck in the past. And not to say that they shouldn't be stuck in the past because the last time they were around was 29 years ago and that's what they know, right? But I don't think that they ever necessarily, like all the jokes that revolve around the Sanderson sisters aren't 
them being uh, quirky and goofy like they were last time. It's them being mm-hmm. um, uh, being uh, confronted with modernity. You know what I mean? Like it's them being like, "Oh, a sliding glass door. Oh, oh fluorescent lights. Oh, oh, a Roomba. Oh, oh, a drag queen. Oh. Right? Like." That's mm-hmm. that's all the jokes revolving around the Sanderson sisters. That being said, I do think Becky and Izzy yeah. have like a pretty nice dynamic on screen. I'll, I'll go ahead and give them that. I thought that they were they were fun to watch, but regardless, uh, yeah. they convinced the Sanderson sisters they're like, hey, you don't have to make a potion. Uh, all the youth stuff is in the Walgreens, right? Just look for anything that says youth or young on it, which I thought was actually pretty funny. Um, and then, of course, they find out, like, oh, none of this is that, uh, like, none of this is real. They tried to attack Izzy and Becca. Becca lays down salt, which reflects the the power. All the while, Gilbert has been tricked by the Sanderson sisters to uh, get all the things necessary to make the Magicka Maxima, the one spell that uh, Winifred said that she would never do. Uh, and his soul is tied. And they're like, oh, if you don't get all this stuff by the time this hourglass runs out, you're just dead. And he's like, oh, shit. Uh, and one of the things he has to get is the head of an ex-lover, um, which, he, you know, they go get Billy. Um, and uh, Billy comes back and Billy's all like, yo, me and Winifred kissed once. It's me and Sarah. We were the thing. Winifred, nah, fuck that bitch, right? Um, but Gilbert convinces Billy to help him. Uh, all the while, the girls are running around. Uh, Winifred sees the the mayor, who is the descendant, who looks like the reverend, and she needs a drop of the enemy's blood, and she's going to go. This is the point where I was like, this movie is trying so hard. Right? In the first movie, it's like, we need to catch this little girl so that we can become young. Done. This one was like, we need to go get 14 different things, which splits up the group, which splits the focus, while the girls are also trying to protect the mayor by ratting on their friend Cassie, and Cassie gets all pissed off that they ratted on him, and like, yeah, yeah, like, it becomes a lot, it becomes a lot. Too much. Yeah, I think it becomes too much. And I think that the the biggest thing is that there's this really big missed opportunity here because throughout the whole movie, there's this tension between Izzy, Becca, and Cassie, right? And mm-hmm. I'm going to say this. I don't think Cassie's on screen enough. No. Like, at all. Um, no, she's... Um, yeah, Cassie's just not in this movie enough. And so this whole tension that's built up between these three teenage girls, it doesn't really play out until like the last, what, the end of act two, really, right? Which is Cassie has been ratted on by Becca and Izzy. Um, the mayor has come home. Uh, Winifred, Mary, and Sarah are all trapped in the garage. Uh Oh, yeah, Mary rides Roombas as a broom because that's funny. Um, And the Roombas have a mind of their own because, okay. Um, But either way, there's this whole tension that's built up. It doesn't really get to play out till like, the end of the second act going into the third where Cassie gets kidnapped instead of the uh, mayor which also didn't make sense because the Sanderson sisters were in the house. They could have gotten him, but yeah. they take her, um, they go off, they go do the spell in the woods, right? Oh, also, the book the whole time doesn't want to do the spell. The book doesn't want to do the fucking spell. No. And Becca's like, book, you have a fucking choice. And book is like, you're right. I'm going to go to you. But, uh, you know, Winifred's like, bitch, I know the words. I don't need your ass. Um Oh, yeah, Gilbert gets fucking yeeted out of the scene after he's, like, <laughs> no longer useful to them. Yeah. Um, she's just like, ah, oh, bitch, I don't need you. Uh, um, and so uh, the book is all like, yo, Becca, like, 
power should be shared, all this other stuff, right? And so the witches, they try to come blast them. Becca's able to hold Izzy and Cassie's hand and, like, the magic is amplified, all this other stuff. And then uh, the book is all like, yo, there's a warning that whoever does the spell gives up what they love. And they're like, we have to go tell Winifred the one thing she loves, right? And we all know it's her sisters or whatever, right? And so the spell happens. She becomes all-powerful. And she's like, oh, cool. We'll never die. But sure enough, Sarah and Mary start to, like, fade away. Mm-hmm. Um, you look so unimpressed by this part. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, this whole... This this was a they retreaded how the first one ended, but put like a like a empathetic like sympathetic twist for for Winifred, which I don't know I I don't know I don't know how I feel about it. I would have you know, liked to see them done something different. I feel that, and you know, I, I I'm down for because they they open the movie to help us feel sympathetic towards Winifred, right? Um, and so I'm down for them carrying through with that. My thing is, I just wish we had more time to feel sympathetic for Winifred. Yeah. But by this time, they had shifts. Oh, also, there's a musical number somewhere in the middle of that that's very thriller-like, which has no consequence. No. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And then Cassie's boyfriend is in there, and he has like seven lines, and it's whatever. Uh, um. Funny, but- he is funny, but his he like him as a character is just like inconsequential. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I wish that they had had more time with Winifred. I guess in that moment, anyways. But sure enough, uh, there's a reversal spell, right? And they reverse the spell, and what it does is it kills Winifred as well. And Winifred's basically like, "Oh, cool! I'm happy that I'll never come back," which is just so it's the antithesis of what. Like, there's not a, I'll be back or anything like that, right? No. Oh, it should also mention that the mother witch can turn into this, like, hawk with this really cool pattern on the back. And, like, the movie, when it's present day, we see a hawk flying around or whatever. We yeah. see a hawk through the woods sometimes. Um, either way, the uh, the three girls are like, I guess we're witches now. Oh, my God. You want to go watch a movie? And they're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, Gilbert comes back and Gilbert's like, hey, I'm here to help. And they're like, Gilbert, you didn't do shit. Gilbert's like, yeah, you're right. I'm going to give y'all a discount. What? Nah, bitch. You tried to kill everybody. Oh, Gilbert's the one who wanted to bring the Sanderson sisters back. I forgot to mention that. Um, uh, <laughs> it's, it's like the whole point is there. Uh, he wanted to bring the Sanderson sisters back because he's obsessed with them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, also, Billy is finally able to like fade away and never come back, uh, which I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, but then at the end of the movie, the three girls, they start doing the walk like the Sanders sisters did with the head, mm. with the head thing in the, in the wide step. And then they're all like, what are we doing? We don't know. Hi, we each other's coming. And then the hawk flies down behind them. And then we cut right. to black and it's the end of the movie. Presumably going to give them the powers or whatever, um, which TJ and I we were talking about this. I'm wondering if this sets, if they're trying to set up like a franchise with like, I could see like a TV show with those girls as like little witches and stuff, but so um, can I. yeah, I mean, honestly, dude, a TV show would work. You just call it fucking Hocus Pocus, the TV series. And like maybe one episode, Sarah Jessica Parker shows up, maybe one episode, Kathy and Jimmy, you know, stuff like that. You can kind of revolve them around there, but, um, I have a lot of problems with this movie. Um, really? I, yeah. Well, maybe not. A lot. There's, there's like, there's like a handful of issues that I have. First off, where are Jay and Ice? You really couldn't get, you really couldn't get those, th- th- those actors back. Like, you know, have them a little cameo, have them do something. You know, I felt like if you're gonna, because this was this was fan service, like you know, to a T, but maybe not to a T, but like you know, fan service was a big reason. Why they made it like if you're gonna do it, do it. You know what I mean? Like, like kind of bring everyone back. I felt that the retreading of uh, similar like visuals, like we talked about, like the end. The end of this one mirrors the end of the first one, just with some differences throughout. Mm-hmm. That didn't really work for me, especially when you think we're gonna be watching the. You know, ideally, you want to watch these movies back to back in like a night. You know, and like both of them are kind of similar in that regard. 
Yeah, I agree with you, dude. The whole we need the mayor's blood and that and all the going through like it was it was super complex and, and convoluted. It could why couldn't it have just been, you know, the Sanders sisters are back for one night. They're going to try to you know do the same. Where, where was come little children? Why didn't what like why didn't we get something like that? You know, we like, got we got a touch of it, but not not very much. Yeah, of it, yeah. but it very well it could have just been Sanders sisters are back. They're trying to get all the kids. We now have to stop them. You know, I felt the non-witch characters in this one were boring. You know, I was like, I didn't really care too much about any of that stuff. Cassie was underutilized. I agree. My biggest complaint, though, and this is going to sound petty, but I don't care. I I despised the scene where Winifred is riding her broom. She peeks into a couple's window and they're watching the first Hocus Pocus movie. I, I did not. I I hate that self referential crap. I I did not like that at all. That said, this movie is a treat. I, you know, if 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 we if we were do if we were doing the standard like you know out of ten, this would be like five out of ten. My whole like inoffensive, like it you know it doesn't really do anything. We didn't need it. You know what I mean? Whatever. But when it comes to like a Halloween movie. It's it, it was dumb fun and it was super Halloweeny and it's short. What was it like an hour and a half? You know, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it's a hundred and okay. hundred and three minutes. Yeah, so yeah, about about an hour and a half, um, hour forty. Like, you know, you watch the first one, then you watch this one. I thought it did some interesting things for the Sanders and sisters. Gave gave us some more depth with them. Um, and honestly, dude, like hats off to those three actors to come back these, this long, uh, and like play those characters the same way. It's like, it didn't feel fake. It didn't feel, it just, it's like, oh man, like they're, they're doing the same shit that they did back in the other one. So all in all, I had, I had dumb fun and it's a treat. You know, I'm kind of right there with you, mostly because I think that we have to remember that the first Hocus Pocus is super flawed. Oh, yeah. Right. It is the plotting's uneven. Uh, it feels like a series. There's times when it feels like a series of vignettes that aren't really like finished. Right. Um, and that things are like very, very like sh- shittily like tied together. Right. I, th- I think that there are uh, things that we often have forgiven from the first Hocus Pocus because we like it's we like it. Right. Because it's like fist of nostalgia. Um, there is a deep, deep underutilization of characters. And my biggest thing is that. While I like the fact that they tried really hard to have us like relate to Winifred in some way, they try so hard to soften Winifred that the danger of the Sanderson sisters never feels real. The only person that it feels real for is Gilbert because mm-hmm. Winifred ties his soul to this hourglass. And it's like, mm-hmm. if you don't do this, you're, 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 you know, you're forfeiting your life. Mm-hmm. That's the only stakes in the entire fucking movie. Right. Okay. You become all powerful, and then what? You you don't have to eat children anymore, and you take over Salem. Like, mm-hmm. okay, then what? Right? Because you don't seem like a person. Like, if you have no need to eat children, you have no need for literally anything. Else. Like, that's your whole purpose of being a witch. Right. Um, and so, like, I feel like this. I'm with you, though, in that this is a treat because I think it will become a cult classic and run in tandem with Hocus Pocus. Like, you know, like like I feel like it's supposed to. Right. Just like I think that Goosebumps one and two run in tandem in some houses. Right. Uh, You know, it's not as good as the first one, but it's still fun. Or this moment is still good. Cool. Like the choreography during the group number when the Sanderson sisters sing to everybody is categorically better than the first one. Yeah. And it's like it's fun to watch yeah. the jokes from the boyfriend while he is pointless are funny, right. um, and there's some references to, to to things that are like this is actually a solid sort of 
this moment is solid. Mm-hmm. And I think there's enough solid moments to make it uh, a, at least a Halloween thing. I think that people will pay attention to the first Hocus Pocus and then the second one will just be in the background. And they'll be like, ah, and like keep moving Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And think about it for a second. You got the movie on in the background. I know that if I'm at a Halloween party or I'm throwing a Halloween party and like the Hocus Pocus 2 is on, every time I look to the screen, just a sideways glance, it's going to be full of Halloween shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is this is a Halloween fucking movie through and through. So, yeah, the the I'm with you, and I think that I am willing to start this petition. This should be the beginning of a television series. Yeah, I think so too. Where the mother witch comes in and it's like, yep. let me teach you how to be real witches and potentially mm-hmm. like fix your everyday teenage problems, right? This could be Disney's answer to Sabrina the Teenage Witch or stuff like that. Yeah, make it a half hour long, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and these girls just kind of mucking around and and doing whatever. The girls, I think, have a good, um, even though they were under- They have a really great chemistry. They have great chemistry, but they also have a good, like, there's a good dichotomy there. It's like they're all kind of different characters in their own right. They're not like a fusion of like one, you know what I mean? Um, so you can have sort of those the little conflicts that, you know among them, and I think it'd be great, dude. I really think it'd be fucking great. And like they could do something, and it's like, oh, you know, we conjured up this, you know, we conjured up uh, Winifred for like a night, you know what I mean, to to do this or whatever. And then they can lean it, they can lean even further into the like the goofy aspects of the Sanderson sisters and stuff. So I think we might be onto something, bro. I mean, maybe they're already onto something. Maybe they're already developing it. Um, but yeah. Yeah, you know, I will say that the person who played uh, Izzy, Becca's be- uh, Becca's best friend, she was great. Mm-hmm. She was really, really great. And she had the she had the hair like Mary, you know. Yeah, it was great, right? And she, I know that she was in American Horror Story uh, in twenty twenty one. But the big thing is that she's in the she's going to be in the new Blue Beetle movie, which is like the one DC movie I, I'm ready to get after. And watch Paso the show. He's from El Paso, right? The Blue Beetle. Yeah, he is from El Paso. I fucking love Blue Beetle. Uh, anyways, but that is Hocus Pocus two. Two treats. Two treats. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey Jordan, what's up? This is our first spectacular <laughs> episode of twenty twenty two. You came at you had a you, you came at that with some fire. Yes, it is our first one. Um. It was a good one. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that our first spectacular episode was a was a treat. All things considered, because um, man, we've had some stinkers lately. Yeah, yeah. So, looking forward to to exploring more, um, you know, movies of the season and getting all Halloweeny uh, with uh, with y'all. So, we did it. We did it. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for another episode of Grown Man Watch Kitchen. As always, you can reach us on Facebook. Our Instagram. You can email us at grownmanwks at gmail.com. Uh, you can also, if you want to help us out, leave us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. Five stars, excellent. Four stars, great. Three stars are below. We're going to have you light a black candle and have the sentence sisters come back and suck your soul. We know it only works with virgins, but I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. We are moving through Spooktacular is basically the beginning of the holiday season here at Grumman and Watch Kids Shit. So as we get ready to gear up for, you know, our Holly Jolly, uh, which is only two months away, which is insane to think about. Uh, if y'all have any movies that you want us to watch, if that you want us to have on our radio, make sure to reach out to us so we can do that for you. Uh, we thank you again as you get ready for Halloween. Um, Remember that just because you're trick-or-treating doesn't mean you have to take your eyes off of each other. Stay safe. Stay crispy. Stay crispy, y'all. And we'll catch y'all next time. Jordan? Yes. Would you ever do... No, I'm not even going to I'm not even gonna invite that evil into my life. Never mind. Oh, well, now Never mind. I was going to ask you if you to do a summoning ritual with me. The answer is no. Yeah. I wouldn't ask you. No, I tried that already when I was in seventh grade. It didn't work. Did out. you really? Yeah, I mean, nothing happened, but like I, I, I felt dirty after. You know, <laughs> I was like, I don't like the way I feel <laughs> using a fucking Yankee red apple candle and like fucking 
James Avery cross, you know, that I put on there. Oh God, you went in. Yeah. I was really trying, I was really trying for it. Me and my buddy, uh, 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 I won't say his name. Um, but yeah, we were, it was weird. I don't see, but here's the thing. Like, I think like a Ouija board don't scare me. I'll fuck a Ouija board up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care about none of that. But it's whenever, like, you're actively, like, something, something. Like, saying stuff. I don't know. People are like, well, you're actively a Ouija board. No, a Ouija board is a fucking game. If you, for those of you who have Hasbro makes it. Yes. For those of you who have bought a Ouija board and been like, I swear the Ouija board, whoever you were playing that motherfucker with was moving that shit. Like, they really. Mm I'm wondering how many people you think buy Ouija boards, TJ? Because that's just a hunk of plastic and a piece of cardboard. Oh, tons! It's a fucking rack. Tons! Y'all got bamboozled. Y'all got hoodwinked on that shit. You know, but um, yeah, I don't. None, you know, none of that shit scares me. But yeah, the the whole act, actively summoning something because you never know, man. You really never know, right? Isn't that isn't isn't that the whole thing? Like. We can speculate. We can't know. There's no way of knowing. There's absolutely no way of fucking knowing that. I mean, certain things can have you heavily speculate one way or the other, but fuck, dude, I have no idea. No fucking idea. And I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to be the motherfucker to find out. I want to you don't want to fuck around <laughs> yeah. and find yeah, out. Yeah. I want to read about someone else finding out and be like, okay, I guess we can't do that stuff. I don't want to be the person that's, I don't want to be the person that people write about. You know? I feel that. I feel that. Grown Men Watch Kid Shit is a Moon Street Media podcast. Intro and outro music was created by MPC. Want to find us online? Check out our social media links in the show notes.